G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Mike. And I'm Dale. And welcome to our season opener for what is our seventh season, Dale, Eurovision season 2023. Yes. I mean, if you do count the first year of a couple of those shows in 2017, <laughs> couldn't think, call it a season, but, you know, it's still our I seventh. Think legally, we have to own it, I think. <laughs> we do, we do. But hey, it's exciting <laughs> to be back for another Eurovision season. Big few months ahead, but we've had a few months off. Um, it's been it's been good to yeah. have a little break at times. You got to refresh, haven't you? And it has been good to see all the other uh, content being put out there by some fantastic content producers. Big shout out there to our friends at Second Cherry for a wonderful season that they do. Oh, yeah. they do such a great season. Yeah. Also, have to say, shout out to Eurotrip. Oh God. God, they are doing so much now. Normally, they're the late people, and we get in <laughs> before them. They've been like smashing the most amazing content out. But I guess they've been doing it because. The UK are hosting Eurovision. That happened in the off-season. It certainly did. Very excited, the uh, fandom there in the UK, aren't they? And, of course, we have a host city for 2023, and that is, of course, Liverpool. Yeah, they kind of came from behind to steal it from Glasgow, but I think they're going to put on such a great show. Yes, the stadium's a little smaller, but (laughs) I think that for sure so good. It's going to be a great party. It's going to be such a great atmosphere. Yeah, it's going to be hard to get tickets. Yes, it's going to be hard to get accommodation, but the overall event will be amazing what a turnaround for the uk you know in 18 months they went from like zero points to coming second hosting it as well like remarkable yeah absolutely and also i think i quite enjoyed their process i felt like it was very transparent Uh, we had a long list then we had a shorter list and then liverpool kind of sprinted to the front at the very end probably ahead of a couple of the favorites there so it's obviously a very compelling package they put to the organizers oh i was all about bristol and their 50 quid uh (laughs) video that they put together for their amazing bid but oh poor Bristol (laughs) yeah no I think we're all looking forward to going to Liverpool if you are in fact going to Liverpool let's hope we see some familiar faces there all right well look we've covered you know what happened in the offseason I mean there'll be a few more things but we've got to talk about today's news Michael Mm -hmm. look we did plan to come back on the podcast yesterday and we did delay it a day not knowing that we're about to get Australia Decides news so it has been quite fortuitous actually that we delayed it a day we kind of figured something was pretty close but uh, a little bit of an accident that we delayed it by a day and we got the big announcement today Dale which is that Australia Decides will not be making a return for 20 23 so we can make the presumption here that we will have an eternal selection for that Liverpool contest. Mm, yeah, look, I guess it's been up in the air for a while here. We hadn't had any news. There's a bit of chatter about uh, which way it could have gone, and eventually we got the uh, official word today. What are your What are your thoughts on this one? Well, yeah, let's start with the yeah. the initial reaction. Mm-hmm. I, I won't lie, I was gutted. I was mm-hmm. really gutted when I first heard the news, um, just in that emotional reaction, because it is such a wonderful event. Like to bring all the fans across Australia is one of the best things about it. It's there's not many people can go to Eurovision. It's really far and expensive for, for people to go, particularly for a lot of the young fans. And Gold Coast was more obtainable uh, to, to go to. And we all kind of got together and had just a blast, even though it used to rain every year. <laughs> uh, it was still an amazing event. And yeah, it was it was disappointing in that way. Yeah, I'm going to echo that. I guess I'm disappointed, but I'm not surprised. (laughs) I will say that. Um, Look, the choice of the Gold Coast over the last few years, I'm going to say, has been equally loved and loathed by some. Uh, But you're right. It is an opportunity for at least fans in this very expansive country to get together and kind of celebrate. And we all had that sort of pinpoint where we would come to. So, look, on a personal level, a little disappointed. 
that we won't be seeing a selection this year, a national selection from Australia. But at the same token, if we have our internal selection, um, might be pretty good. Let's take it back to the music here, because the one other thing I was disappointed about as well is I've loved, you know, getting to know artists through the Australia Decides process, and we've been finding these gems and these nuggets of oh, that could really work. I think in the future and would find something great, like think Electric Fields, Ooh. Voyager, even Jaguar Jones. I don't think a lot of people had known until Australia Decides. So. It was finding these gems, um, and I just feel it needed some time. We lost some momentum because of 2021. I know the ratings weren't great for this year's, mm-hmm. but it, the Eurovision ratings were fantastic, and I think we were building. So I do feel it is a bit of a missed opportunity to keep it growing, but obviously something must have been happening in the background. Yeah, well, absolutely. From the official statement from SBS, they were in contract negotiations to hopefully hold a national selection, but unfortunately something's fallen down at the end there. So, look, it's not the end of the world. Um, who knows? A lot of countries have national selections. They go back to internal and come back again another time. So it, important to note this is our final year of our contract with Eurovision for mm-hmm. us to appear. Yep. Yep. Um, so, you know, perhaps even an internal selection makes it a perhaps safer pair of hands to, I don't know, get a result and possibly be a bit more compelling to the organisers to keep us in. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, look, I think this when you say internal, it normally will suggest safer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of countries will go to that when they feel they haven't been doing as well. But I think we've been chipping away there. Look, ultimately, multiple entities are involved in making Australia Decides happen. It's not just SBS. No. It's not just the production company... Blink TV, um, those two work really well together to make Eurovision happen here in Australia. You've got to have the venue, the sponsors, the artists. You know, the reason Gold Coast was there, even though it was loathed by many, was because of Tourism Queensland money. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you don't have Tourism Queensland money, you don't have an event. So, who knows what happened? It looked very much like there would be event happening. All our kind of behind the scenes things that we were privy to mm-hmm. was suggesting very strongly there was going to be an event anytime soon announced, and it's all just kind of fallen away it sounds probably through something contractual or maybe budgetary we don't know the full details yeah absolutely but you're right there's a lot of moving parts to make that happen it's also not a cheap process either dale you know you've got a a massive venue a lot of techs all hired for a a week this is you know that that's an expensive uh, process for a broadcaster the size of sbs so you know you got to get bang for your buck who knows perhaps um ultimately some sponsors or somebody didn't see that quite being um yeah yeah and look the the response has been mixed and so my first initial emotional reaction was like oh i'm disappointed then you put your you know your brain into gear and you've seen i've seen a lot of fans say this it's like well look we can focus on the eurovision itself Mm -hmm. it's all about that it's about the artist the song the staging and the presentation all efforts are now going to be going towards may they're not going to be going towards 10 other artists in february march so ultimately this could be good for eurovision in the long run i guess it is always about those things artist and song and find out what they are totally right and also i would say from a promotion point of view once our artist is announced sbs have a chance to really push that and really promote that all the way through to may rather than let's have half an eye on australia to sides and then the last two months have an eye on the contest itself so i think ultimately we could be bringing our resources into a bit more of a focused kind of uh result here yeah indeed and look you know some names are being thrown around Mm. about an internal uh selection Mm. are we going to go there michael 
Well, I mean, I don't know. There was the sound of silence about uh, Australia Decides, and uh, now we, we, we've broken the silence. Any, any thoughts, Dale, who you think it might be? Well, look, I think we don't know. Let's just be frank right here. We were expecting Australia Decides to happen, so please take this with a pinch of salt. Exactly. But look, I think Dami Im has put her hand up in the past. Um, she's certainly come back recently. She's just released a book. It's fantastic. I just finished it. Yes, really did. good. So insightful. Not just about the Eurovision. What a just what an amazing woman and performer. Um, and, and, and navigating the music industry oh here in Australia. God, which, you know, it's a really great insight into that. Very problematic relationship with Sony. Um, definitely <laughs> worth reading about. Don't burn them yet, Dale. They no, must I'm be just us. Hey, it's, it's, it's Dami's uh, Dami's <laughs> thing to, to no. But the way the book ends, God. It feels like the next chapter is Ooh. another crack at Eurovision. Ooh. So I wouldn't be surprised if she turns up. I think a lot of other fans wouldn't be surprised. But at this point, I'm not Ooh. I'm not putting any <laughs> any confirmation or bets on anything because it's been a long process, a bit yes. of a messy process to mm. get here, I must say, which has been a little bit disappointing. But mm-hmm. we've got there in the end with an announcement today. Yeah, I think ultimately just kind of feels like perhaps all the ducks haven't fallen in a row. Also, I've got to say, all the people behind the scenes are passionate about Australia size and Eurovision. Yeah. So whatever's happened, and one day we might get to find out, the, the decision would not have been taken lightly, for sure. Oh, that is for sure. Well, we won't have an Australia Decides for 2023, Dale. But I'll tell you what, we have an Australia Decides artist is actually going to Eurovision. And it is Andrew Lembrew. Yeah. Um, I don't think a lot of people saw that coming, did, did they? I mean, he's going to represent Cyprus. He is a Greek Cypriot background, but obviously is an Australian and competed at Australia Decides this year. Mm-hmm, he certainly did. He came seventh with his song Electrify. Shall we remind ourselves of a little bit of Andrew Lembrew? <laughs> Dale, there wasn't too many people picking that Andrew was going to represent Cyprus this year, but the announcement came. He also signed for Panic Records uh, around the same time. Also, always heavily involved with uh, the Cypriot entry lately. What do you think of this? I think this is fantastic. I mean, what a great... Um, thing to happen for Andrew. A lot of Australia Decides artists have done some good things in Europe um, post the event. Alfie Arcuri as well had the song written for Cyprus a couple of years ago. So something's going on between the, the two nations. But look, I think with Andrew, he really had something, he had this star quality. And look, he's a very good looking young man. Let's put it out there. Mm-hmm. He can definitely sing really well enough. I think maybe his stagecraft just needs to some work on it from Australia's size. But if that's what you've got to work on, that's the easy bit in my mm-hmm. mind. He's got this X factor. And his song, you know, really kind of was that kind of Euro dancey that we saw with Urs from Romania. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think if that's the direction they're heading and they can just spend some time like whipping him to shape on that on the uh, dance front, front, I think it'll be really good. Yeah, absolutely. The bare bones are there with Andrew, aren't they? And yeah. I think we saw that at Australia Decides. 
what an opportunity for him. I mean, when we see who Cyprus and Panic Records has worked with in the past, the likes of uh, Alex P, and he's getting an opportunity to, to, you know, show his talent in those kind of circles. It's such a, a an amazing opportunity for him. And if they do go down that dance beat road, hey, you're right, whip him into shape with the stage presence and the, the movement, etc. And I, I think they've got a package there for sure. So um, very exciting for, you know, 24-year-old from Sydney. Good on you, mate. Like, Get out there. Yeah, and it shows this is where Eurovision in Australia has always worked through our, you know, migrant communities who've come to Australia. And that's why SBS was set up. That's why we were interested in Eurovision for the last 40 years as well. So he's been passionate about it. His family's been passionate about it. And so it's going to be wonderful to see him on stage in Liverpool. So, yeah, great work for him. Terrific. I mean, minimum, he's going to be performing in like 80 million people or something. Like, you just don't get those opportunities here in Australia. So, good on him. Bring on the gun show. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure he's hitting the gym and the protein shakes as we talk here, Dale. Um, he wasn't the only person uh, that has been announced. We've got some really early artists this year. Is it normally this early or am I just... Oh, we normally get a couple, but yeah, I do, feel like we've we? had like, look, three already, mm. which is quite a lot. Now, I think the a really big name we got is uh, Noah Carell from Israel. She's a superstar there. She's only 21 years old. She's had multiple number ones. She just won the MTV EMA, the European Music Awards, for the fifth year running as the best Israeli artist. She's only 21. Like, wow. she's a superstar. There was a bit of confusion about when she was announced. She was announced and she was like, am I... I, I don't. I don't remember. It was news so, to her. It was news to her. But then, after some negotiations, she's in it. Like that's like sending one of the absolute best up and coming artists. So Israel are in there to do well with an internal selection for the first time in many years. Yeah, good stuff. And you want to see uh, nations picking stars. You know, yes, up and coming talent is great to see, etc. But if you are going for your stars, you've got a good connection to your music uh, industry. Israel are no mugs. Come on. They do very generally pretty well every year. Let's forget last year. <laughs> Things went a little off the rails there. But uh, look, she does seem like a really promising artist. You can tell from the videos and the stuff she's got out there. She's heavily backed by her record company. It doesn't seem like it's an issue with budget. Uh, this is all ticking the boxes for me. This is This should be some good upbeat banger stuff coming out of uh, Israel for this year. Yeah, bring it on. Also announced was uh, Mia Nikolai and Dion Cooper representing Netherlands. Now, probably the big story about them is they were actually brought together by Duncan Lawrence. And he and his um, partner, his fiance, who's also a songwriter, Jordan Garfield, they've written a song with them mm -hmm. uh, for the song contest. So the duo will perform it, but with a Duncan Lawrence uh, Eurovision winner behind you, um, that's a pretty good little package. It's got to command respect, hasn't it? If you've got a uh, Eurovision winner backing you, apparently the selection committee were just so impressed it was almost like put down your glasses. We're sending these guys straight away. So look, I've kind of got some big expectations here from Netherlands and, and let's be honest they haven't missed lately they've no. been very very good and, and when they've made these decisions they've got it right so yeah look I'm excited for the Netherlands I think this might be very very good yeah I think this is a good indication that people are seeing the success of Eurovision we had Monaskin last year do so well we've seen the juggernaut that is snapped from Armenia but <laughs> even also Kalush Orchestra as well mm. you know these people are starting to stand out and do well Chanel has just done the World Cup song for Spain so 
people see success and they're starting to really send their big guns. So there's mm-hmm. no half-baking this now anymore. You've got to really go for it. Yeah, I'm excited for the Netherlands this year. I think it, it sounds like it's all going to fall into place for them. They've obviously got a quality package. Well, also during the off-season, Dale, you've been a busy little beaver organising the national final countdown, our sixth annual national final countdown. Yes. So, I mean, we're approaching the national final season. We do this every year. It's basically the very, very poor cousin of ESC 250 (laughs) for national final songs. Um, Fans all over the world, not just in Australia, only about a quarter of the votes were from Australia this year, actually, vote for their favorite national final songs of all time. And for the second year in a row, we got to broadcast the countdown on Escape Radio, which is fantastic. Yeah, great to have them working in conjunction with us. Fantastic. Really lovely people to work with. And also, we had a repeat winner. Let's have a listen to the winner of the national final countdown from this year. Shockdale. <laughs> yeah, they're certainly, uh, Kano is certainly turning into the uh, euphoria um, the, uh, of the National Final Countdown two years running, and they won by quite a margin, I must say. So hopefully we get something this year out of this season that might get to, like, you know, give them a good run for their money. Electric Fields was second Ooh. with 2000 or whatever, and which I love. And Chow Chow from Ooh. this year's San Remo was in third place, which I was very happy about as well. So it was a great get- countdown, great engagement. Big shout out to our patron, David, as well, who was super engaged this year. You've been fantastic with the National Final Countdown. Yeah, thanks to everyone who tweeted along, etc. when the uh, countdown was on. Have to say, more votes than ever this year. Really took a big jump. And also 24 nations were represented. So it it wasn't just an Italy and Sweden every second song. So no, there was a few. There was a few. Yeah, there was definitely <laughs> there was a few. The Victoria 20 minutes or whatever, when she had three songs in 20 minutes, was like, oh, God. Yeah, I think um, <laughs> Laura from the Aussie Vision team and Lisa from ESC mm. Extra, who are an amazing couple, and they're about to be reunited because Laura's mm. moving to the UK. They were doing a running tally of Sweden. They were going to play a drinking game, but <laughs> they realized they'd probably God. die at the end of yeah. the night if they had a drink for every Swedish song. So, Absolutely. No, but hey, just goes to show you that Melfest is a wonderful national final. There's a reason people vote for the songs. But Sanremo is certainly catching up as the new kind of Melfest. So Ooh. Eurovision fans are really getting behind Italy recently. Most definitely. And let's see what we get coming up for our national final season this year. Look, it wasn't the only thing that um, we had to do with Aussie Vision in the last few weeks. We got a lovely little surprise recently, didn't we? Very surprising, Dale. Very. Well, we got nominated in the Australian Podcast Awards. So um, this is actually a pretty big deal, actually. We got nominated for a Creativity Award, which is um, something about like a really unique kind of (laughs) creative audio experience. Yeah. Um, Look, it's, I don't know, how do you even, it's like the equivalent to the Podcast Aria Awards or the Podcast Brit Awards or something. Like, it's a big deal and like really kind of came out of nowhere. But gosh, 
bloody chuffed. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, I mean, it's mainly because the people we're with. Like, there's, uh, for Australians, there's Patrick Abood, who um, did this amazing podcast, but he's very much involved with SBS. There's an ABC podcast, Adam Lior, also SBS as well. So these are people's day jobs. Yeah. And we're literally in our spare room right now with our microphones sitting on top of shoeboxes. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell them that, Dale. Don't tell them that. Uh, yeah, no, we're up against, like, you know, massive networks and people who do this professionally. So it, it's really quite humbling to even be there. So, yeah, we're off to Sydney. We're off to the awards ceremony. Yeah, the awards ceremony is next Monday on the 21st of November. I think that's what we're most excited about. Oh. We get to dress up and walk down our carpet and probably, hopefully, some free drinks there. Yeah, bloody hope so. <laughs> I'm a nominee. I'm just going to be just screaming, don't you know who I am? Um, but yeah, we're going to walk the red carpet. So, um, you know, I won't be like Billy Porter entering the Met Gala or anything. I'm just going to let everyone know that now. But uh, no, it should be a great experience. And um, yeah, well done, Dale, for all your hard work oh, over and, the years. And you, Michael, as well. Yeah. My God, the amount of times. Because Mike does a lot of the editing. So absolutely fantastic. So, yeah, so blame me. Yeah. Blame him. <laughs> but also, we have to say massive props to our team, mm. particularly Kyriakos and Liv, but also the rest of the team who've given us different audio all over the years they have do the research through their articles and national final stuff so it makes us far more prepared on a Sunday when we're trying to keep track of like eight things at once we've got their stuff too yeah absolutely we're there to represent the team so looking forward to it and particularly all of you who listen um, has been amazing we wouldn't be doing it we wouldn't be doing this long seven seasons without the you know people being so lovely (laughs) and in the last year or so patrons Mm -hmm. who support us you know yes there's a financial thing that helps us just break even and spend the money on Aussie Vision and the podcast but it's just the support that you know that people care enough about what we do it's it's it is really humbling and it makes it worthwhile I don't know if we'll uh, have any audio clips from the awards we'll see (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> might, might be a couple of drinks deep that night. Who knows? Because I'm, I'm not expecting Patrick to... Abood when he yeah. wins. <laughs> I'm not expecting to go out there and make a speech. So we I'm would gonna... certainly have zero chance of winning. But in the you know cliche, it's really amazing and an honour to be nominated. Absolutely, I'm going full Brownlows on the night. Trust me. <laughs> All right. Well, look, that's the end of our episode for our season opener. Yes. A bit of a short one, but mm-hmm. very much around Australia Decides. Let's see if we get other news soon Ooh. on that front. But as the national finals creep closer, it's only going to get busier and busier. We'll certainly be talking about the upcoming national finals in our future episodes. Absolutely. So thank you so much for joining us as always. Yep. And catch you later. Bye. As always, thanks for joining us and thank you for your support. You can follow us on our social media channels at AussieVisionNet. And if you want to support the work that we and 20 Aussie Vision volunteers do and get some really good bonus content, then you can subscribe to our Patreon. The link is in the show notes. Thanks very much. Catch you later.